Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You're listening to the FT Money Show. Brought to you by Investors Chronicle and FT Money. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent from FT Money. I'm here with my colleagues, uh, Steve Lodge. Hello. And uh, Richard Anderson as well. Hello. Good to see uh, both of you again. And uh, together we're going to be bringing you the weekly financial lowdown in downloadable form. Um, so, Richard, what have we got coming up in today's programme? Postcodes and pensions. Can where you live determine how much money you get in retirement? And cheaper car insurance. Everyone promises it, but uh, can Tesco's new price comparison service actually help you find it? Sounds good. And uh, in good news, bad news, we're going to focus on multi-manager funds. And remember that you can send in your questions uh, for us to answer by emailing us at ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. But first, this week's money news. And for the third week running now, banks and building societies have been announcing big increases in their savings rates, while mortgage rates have only really started uh, to creep up. So you can now actually borrow at a lower rate than you can save at, which might present uh, an opportunity. Um, So, Steve, you've been looking at this. Uh, What's been happening? We're now starting to see, for the first time in years, six years plus, uh, rates of 7% plus. There's there's one rate out there, 705%, 7.05% from Stratton Swindon Building Society. It's a one-year fixed-rate bond. Um, there's a number of other fixed-rate bonds out there similarly offering near 7%. And you're also even seeing some of those variable rates drift up as well. well 7, 7.05%, yeah, as you say, that's the highest for six years. But uh, mortgage rates don't seem to be going up at the same sort of rate, if at all? No. I mean, despite all the sort of headlines about this being a sort of a, a mortgage a subprime crisis, really it's, it is that poor credit end that's, that's really been affected so far. We have started to see one or two new mortgages out there, the, the shop window mortgages for new borrowers, be more poorly priced, less attractively priced, but you're talking about 0.1%, 0.2%. Doesn't affect anyone who's already got a mortgage, though. No one in the so-called prime market. And if you've already got a mortgage and say you're, you're in a two-year fix, you could be paying you know, very competitive rates still. Well, you could, and this is where this little trick that you referred to comes in. You could be paying as little as 4.5% fixed rate money. So the conventional wisdom that always pay down that mortgage because it's expensive debt, instead you could keep that mortgage, put the money in the savings account that you were otherwise going to pay off the mortgage, 
and actually end up with a turn. So 7%, knock 7% down to after basic rate tax will come down to somewhere of the order of 5.6. So there's potentially a percent guaranteed in there. Now this will depend on your own mortgage details. If indeed you could actually increase your mortgage to invest that money, you could then have a guaranteed arbitrage. But it will depend on personal circumstances. But one, if you do have an unworking spouse, for example, that could be a particular way of taking advantage of this trick. Because the, the, the tax would be less and therefore you'd get a, a better rate on the... On exactly. The, the non-working spouse has a personal allowance like the rest of us, so the first five grand of interest is tax-free. Therefore, the after-tax return, so to speak, from the savings is even better. So they could actually take home the 7%. That's a, that's a very neat trick indeed. I never thought I'd see the day when it's, it's better to save than pay off the mortgage. But Steve, thanks very much indeed. Still to come on the programme, can Tesco's new price comparison service drive down the cost of your car insurance? And some good news and bad news on multi-manager funds. Uh, but first, uh, Richard, you've been having a look at pensions uh, based on where we live. What's that about? Yes, basically legal in general are now using postcodes to work out how long annuity purchases are likely to live. Once you hit 75, still people have very little choice but to buy an annuity. And now it turns out that with legal in general and possibly other providers soon to come, actually where you live will impact how much money you get for those, uh, those last years of your life. I spoke with Tom McPhail at uh, Hargreaves Lansdowne to find out more. So Tom, legal in general have just announced that they will be using postcodes to determine how much they will pay out to an annuity. Can you just explain why, why they've done that? What, what Legal in General are doing at the moment is running a trial with Hargreaves Lansdowne to explore the idea of basing uh, their, post, their annuity ratings on people's postcode, on where they live. The reason for this is that generally the pricing of annuities is fairly crude. It's based primarily on your gender, male or female, um, and, and how old you are. Um, and, and that's been about it for, for the bulk of the market in the past. Legal in general have correctly identified that you can use where someone lives as a proxy for their life expectancy. We know, for example, that someone living in Kensington on average will live around 10 years longer than someone living in Glasgow. Now, these are only averages, but it, but, but, but it does work across the piece. So what Legal in General has said is, okay, what we'll do is for people living in the right areas, in other words, areas where people are likely to die younger, they will pay a slightly higher annuity rate in recognition of the fact that they, sh they don't expect to be paying the annuity out for so long. And how much higher were you talking? Um, it's a modest increase. We're only talking about 1% to 2% additional income above what they would normally pay. So at the moment, it really is just, just an experiment. They're, they're running with us for a limited period to see what effect it has, to see what impact it has on their new business, to see whether they can, this is something they could, they could roll out more generally across the marketplace. So this, this really is just, just a test drive at this stage. Right, so no one should be moving to Glasgow, right? right. Um, well, I, um, I think it's perhaps more relevant uh, to, to look at how you can go about getting the best rates for yourself more generally. Um, you can go for things like underwritten annuity rates, which will actually deliver much more substantial increases. Um, if you've got some medical history, if you've got diabetes, for example, or something like that, you could be looking at incre an increase to your, your pension income of 20, 30, even 40% a year, much more substantial. And really, what we're doing with legal in general now 
underlines that that basic point that that everybody needs to try and get the best value out of their pension fund as they, that they can at retirement. Right. You you mentioned that they're actually paying more to to people who live in in places like Glasgow or, or wherever where life expectancy is slightly lower. Are they actually paying less to people who live in, in nice places like Kensington? Or? No, they're not. And again, this is an interesting dimension to it. They, they recognise that it would be a bit of a, a sort of public relations own goal if they cut the annuity rates for, for the healthy and wealthy. So they're not offsetting it. There are no losers to this. Um, having said that, if you look at the broader annuity system, it is a valid point that the more insurance companies offer attractive rates to those people with low life expectancies, the less money those insurance companies will then have generally to offer attractive rates to people with good life expectancies because there is only a limited pool of money and there are only so many ways you can divvy it up. So I think this, this experiment here today is indicative of a more interesting trend in, in, in annuity pricing and, and, and how people get value for money out of pension funds. Right. I mean, as you say, this is just an experiment, but I mean, are there any other things that are being discussed, um, any other criteria that they might introduce? I think what we're going to see generally is, is a greater emphasis is being put on, on um, individual uh, underwriting of annuities, on segmentation of the market, insurance companies looking for ways to add value to people where they feel they can offer more attractive rates. And, and, and this increasingly will be look, putting emphasis on people's individual medical history. But there is this downside for the healthy and wealthy that they're likely to be offered less attractive rates in the future. And I think the consequence of that is likely to be that the healthy and wealthy investors are increasingly going to be annuitizing later. Um, because the reality is if you get to your 60s, you'll probably live into your 70s. Very few people die in their 60s these days compared to historically. And, and I think we'll also see greater use of invested arrangements in, in retirement, things like drawdown plans. Just, just very briefly, I mean, I think I'm right in saying that actually a lot of people, when they come to, to buying an annuity, they don't actually shop around. Is that, is that still the case? No, and that's absolutely correct. And this is a desperate waste of money. There's hundreds of millions of pounds being wasted every year simply because people don't look around for the best deal for themselves at retirement. And this is something that also urgently needs to be addressed. That was Richard Anderson talking to Tom McPhail at Hargreaves Lansdowne. Coming up, we have good news and bad news on funds. Before that, though, um, Steve, car insurance deals. Uh, yeah, tell us more. Yes, Matthew. I mean, you can't watch the telly for 10 minutes these days before an advert comes on promising you cheaper car insurance or, indeed, a way of going online to find a better policy. This week, Tesco's joined in with a news price comparison website to rival the likes of moneysupermarket.com, confused.com, gocompare.com and everything else.com. So, is it a case of every little helps, or is it a little more knowledge is a dangerous thing? Joe Cumbo from FT Money phoned James Rackout, an associate partner at Deloitte, to find out more. James, if I could start by asking you about um, your research over the past 12 months into car insurance premiums and what it's telling us about whether they're going up or down. We monitor each month uh, 1,000 risks and quotes um, for motor insurance premiums and in the past 12 months we've seen for nine of those months some um, increases. So that's the first sort of sustained period of motor insurance increases um, that we've seen since we started to monitor the rates in 2003. So why is this happening? The profitability of motor insurance 
has been good over the last years, but insurers are increasingly finding that the results that they're declaring are not satisfying their shareholders. So the key driver in terms of increases in premium rates is insurers trying to seek to improve their profitability. Over the last couple of months, there's been a lot of pressure on, on the insurance industry from flooding. Could there be any attempt by uh, those businesses to recoup their losses through car premiums? Certainly, in, in terms of the, the floods, they won't have a direct impact um, on motor insurance premiums. But in terms of insurers seeking to declare a good result for 2007, they must look to um, motor insurance premiums, which are a very large part of their business, to try and secure their overall profitability. Do you expect these increases to continue? We've seen a sustained period of increases over the last few months. All the evidence points to insurers um, continuing to try and turn the market by increasing premiums. So we'd see rates continuing to rise like they have over the last 12 months, um, at least to the end of the year, unless a major insurer decides to uh, cut its prices and, and turn the whole market in the opposite direction. We've certainly noticed over the last 12 months that the biggest increases are coming through for the more restricted um, third-party cover, the non-comprehensive um, insurance. So we've seen larger increases for the limited cover compared with comprehensive cover, and most people actually buy the comprehensive cover, so um, it's not quite so bad for consumers um, for the comprehensive policyholders. Price comparison websites have become a very popular way for people to buy car insurance these days. Uh, is there any evidence that the increased focus on um, price is having any effect on premium inflation? We definitely know that if um, new shop windows are opened up for consumers where they can seek out the lowest price offering easily, that this does have a dampening effect. And we see that in the regular monitoring that we do of motor insurance rates. So the growing presence of the aggregators and price comparison sites uh, means that there definitely is a, a dampening effect um, on premiums in the market. That was James Racco of Deloitte talking to Joe Cumbo. And for more on car insurance comparisons, uh, have a read of this week's FT Money uh, out on the 15th of September. And finally today, it's time for good news, bad news. And Richard, I hear you have, well, perhaps not good or bad news, but sort of mixed news on uh, multi-manager funds. I do, yes. Basically, a couple of multi-manager fund managers named Gary Potter and Rob Burdett, some of the the best-known names in, in that particular field of fund management, have come out and, I wouldn't say apologised, but they've acknowledged at least that their recent move from Credit Suisse to the boutique operation Thames River basically goes entirely against the grain of, of multi-manager funds. One of the basic advantages of multi-manager is you don't actually have to bother worrying about who's managing your fund. As we know, fund managers jump ship with alarming regularity these days. So the idea is a professional looks after and monitors Fund manager moves, obviously, when the fund manager of your multi-manager fund then moves themselves, it kind of defeats the entire object. So it's, it's bad news if you've gone into a fund thinking that they're managing your money when they've just they've walked or they've been poached. Exactly, yeah. I mean, this happens in all walks of, of the, the fund management industry, uh, and obviously the idea is that fund of fund managers stick where they are. But, of course, they're human beings, and if, uh, if a competitor offers them more money, they'll, they're just as likely to jump ship. And are investors paying more money? They do on multi-manager funds. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of these products, but uh, basically you're looking at at least half a percent more per year for these funds in terms of annual management charges. So you definitely are paying more, yes.
So it's more bad news for you, the investor, but good news, presumably, for these very well-paid fund managers. It's always good news for these guys. Actually, they've moved to, to Thames River, which is a much smaller boutique, and they actually have quite a big stake in, in the company itself, but also in the fund. So they're probably going to stay where they are for a little while, at least. So you could stick with them for a few years if you, if you get into Thames River now. Once they start investing, yeah, they still haven't really... I think they've just... Uh, just launched some funds, but they haven't actually decided which funds they're then going to invest in. But um, they're both experienced and uh, their track record is very good. And as I said, they're likely to stick around for a while. So they'd be one of the better options for, for multi-managers. But as I would say, I, I would suggest all, all investors question very seriously multi-manager funds. OK, well, we'll keep an eye on their, on their record when they start investing, Richard. Thanks, uh, thanks very much indeed. And for more on multi-manager funds and funds of funds... Uh, visit investorschronicle.co.uk. And that's all for this week's FT Money Show. Do remember that you can email us your views and your questions to ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. And we'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me as well. And it's goodbye from our podcast producers, Blue Barracuda. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.